Welcome to the Just Being Honest podcast show. This is your host, your toxic-free lifestyle advisor and mindset coach, KB. On the Just Being Honest podcast show, we are dedicated to educate the public about how to live a purely toxic-free lifestyle. By eliminating and dramatically reducing the use of many products and lifestyle threats that contain these harmful ingredients that often bombard our life in a mysterious manner, we too can all as a collective whole become healthier and mentally wealthier. So join me on the ride. We're getting deep. I truly cannot believe that the holiday season is already upon us, so you're probably thinking about all of the hectic and crazy demands that are upon you, Um, and what it seems to be like at the exact same time, yeah, okay? So I'm going to help you this season um, think outside of the box upon gifts, right? Let's do something that gives back, okay? So one thing that I like to support, one company that I truly stand behind and I use every single day is Branch Basics. You know, I am a toxic free lifestyle advisor and I want to give you guys 15% off starter kits from Branch Basics claiming, um, send it to some friends and family members, help create a toxic free home. A lot of the times, the things that we spray in our houses, the chemicals, if they get heated up during the, you know, the heated season, we're turning on the heats, right? Those fumes go into your body. So a little bit about Branch Basics. They never set out to just sell soap. They truly are on a mission to help people create healthy homes and experience the true power of pure. The three founders, Marilee, Allison, and Kelly, started Branch Basics to help people toss the toxins and live healthy lives. They simply educate to the market to start with the removal of cleaning products that contain some of the most toxic chemicals found in our homes, and then add in the basics in cleaning with their all-in-one concentrate formula. Guys, I am telling you, this liquid gold goes a long way. Just ask everyone that has ever tried it. So join in as we get back to basics and discover the pure power of pure, right? I'd like to help you guys and your friends and families get started and um, let's get clean, toxic free style. Okay. 15% off, as I mentioned before, all starter kits over at Branch Basics using code HONEST. That's H-O-N-E-S-T. So give yourself a little bit of treat and share this month. I have to have a little disclaimer for this next episode, this next guest we have on the Just Being Honest podcast show. I have to admit, I really started to subtly break down. What a beautiful story this next guest shares and you know I just want to say we have a slight trigger warning for any of you guys that may have been dealing with yourself with alcoholism suicide or maybe a loved one um, feel free to stop at any moment continue off where you left um, or if you need to continue on at another time you know 
I'm not going to take it personally. So you guys are truly, truly going to love this next guest. Um, Courtney Hansen, Courtney Hansen. I was just actually on her show called The Sweetest Little Life, but Courtney Hansen is a best-selling author of Within, Healing Through Sacred Feminine Archetypes, basically Awaken the Goddess Within. She is the podcast host of, as I mentioned before, and was a recent guest on The Sweetest Little Life podcast. So much fun. She's a yoga instructor, a Reiki master, a hypnotherapist, a trauma somatics healer, and an inspirational speaker. She helps women remember their soul's purpose and return home to their bodies. She is a wife, a mother of three, a fur mama to three, and a successful entrepreneur. Her journey through life is the framework that has led her to serve others. She has overcome pain and trauma, and she has used those as lessons and stepping stones to mold her into the the brave, brave, courageous woman she is today, helping others reach their goals physically, mentally, and spiritually. Guys, I really want you to let Courtney help you break through the barriers, maybe those ones that are setting you, maybe those fears that are holding you back a little bit more. Listen to her story, truly absorb it in, right? Step into your purpose, become the divine goddess and gods. I think this could also go with gods too, that you are destined to be, right? So we are going to touch about shadow work, hypnotherapy in her life, um, the childhood trauma that she did go through, right? She is a healer amongst so many aspects. So without further ado, guys, I cannot wait to share this episode with you. Uh, We will have Courtney back for a part two. So stay tuned for that as well. And if you want to hear my interview on The Sweetest Little Life, you can head on over to that on Apple iTunes as well. All right. Enjoy the show. Hello, my dear friends. Welcome back to the Just Being Honest podcast show. This is your host, your toxic-free lifestyle advisor and your mindset coach, KB, in the house. Um, The sun is shining here. I Yeah, of course, I always talk about the weather, but we had some drastic rain and it was a little bit cold and I've been waking up to like freezing noses in the morning. I've been like hiding under my covers. So yeah, we're transitioning here in... Uh, Central Coast of California, but I want to just dive in because we have a short amount of time and our next guest, we actually were on her podcast earlier this year and I'm so excited to have her on the show to talk about her story and also about one of um, the books she's written that is a best-selling book. I can't actually, I can't wait to read it. I have this whole stack of books next to my bedside table and I'm just cracking through them with my pencil, with my headlamp. Yes, I wear a headlamp at night. It's all fun and games. But without further ado, we'll dive in deep. I promise you it's going to be an awesome short and sweet show. Um, Courtney Hansen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, So you are on the, are you on the road still? No, we're off. You're off. But I know this earlier this year, you kind of went through some traumatic, um, abrupt fire situation with your house. 
Yeah, that was scary. We had uh, the mosquito fire that we had to be evacuated and it all happened so fast. And it was like the weirdest time universally because I had that abrupt surgery that I had to get my fallopian tube removed and I had no idea and I had a tumor and then boom, right after the, we had to get evacuated and the, th- you know, there's always three, it comes in threes. So the third one was we had uh, we had come back from doing the RV life thing and we had rented it out on outdoorsy and the person who rented it took it to Burning Man and lied to us and said they were going to Tahoe. So there was just playa dust and repairs and so much to do. And we had to stay in the RV. So I was like, you've got to be joking. My darling, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? Fabulous. No, seriously, the sweetest little life. So that is what Courtney's podcast is all about, the sweetest little life. And oh, so sweet it is. But I kind of want you to just jump into kind of how did you create that sweetest little life? Like if we were in an elevator together and you're like, hey, KB, what's up? We're in this elevator together. We're going up to the floor 55. You know, what would you tell me about yourself that everyone can resonate with right now? Yeah, so I am sober. I started my journey. I really had a traumatic childhood and time lapsing this in. Um, moving forward, I kind of managed and had the perfect house that per- was the perfect wife, had the kids, was just like immersed in motherhood and codependency on my children. And then I had my third baby and I had postpartum depression. He was premature. And I started self-medicating with wine because that's acceptable. And my world just crumbled. I had an affair. I almost got divorced. Mm -hmm. I had to go to trauma therapy. And for some reason, with my hormones and where I was at in life, all of these memories that I had blocked out from being molested when I was two and all these things that happened came flooding back in. And I was just a train wreck. I couldn't function. I couldn't parent. I couldn't do anything. And so I went to a trauma therapist and there decided that, oh my gosh, like this is a thing because my whole life I'd been told I didn't have trauma because I had a narcissistic parent. Mm. So everything was my fault. Everything was put on me and I was the problem. And she told me this phrase and she looked at me and she said, you have fucked up parents, Courtney. And I was like, wait, what? You can say that? And it like gave me the sense of freedom that I've never had in my life to be like, wait, it's not all my fault. She's like... No, so normally when we drink, it's kind of a response to something that's a deeper root. And I never put two and two together. I never gave myself permission to be healthy or with the mind, body, and spirit because in my mind, I didn't deserve that. So it was a form of self-sabotage that if I took care of myself super shitty, then everything else, you know, I would just constantly keep punishing and punishing and punishing. Um, So fast forward, I went to school and immersed myself very deeply for the next few years um, my trauma therapist ended up hiring me later on down the road full circle I actually just left that uh, closed that chapter because I opened up the holistic healing center I wrote a book with Hay House called within and it has been a huge journey I really wrote this book because I found Carl Jung's archetypes and realized how powerful the sacred feminine was and I started watching TikToks and stuff, and I was like, oh, my gosh, people are slaughtering what the divine feminine is. They're making it like, oh, you're just lazy and you receive, and that's not what it is. It's so much deeper, and it can actually help you walk through trauma. Okay, sorry. <laughs> like, I'm kind of getting a little emotional when you're talking because I think as a strong feminine, and I'm just going to say as a strong feminine, like, 
I think anyone that's listening to this too, we can all kind of relate about us being kind of like, what is that game? Like, you know, at the arcade where we get like banged down, right? For <laughs> the little, the frog The game, mole right? thing or whatever. Yeah, the mole, yeah. Mole thing, bop a mole or whatever. And whack-a-mole. And, you know, that is kind of how I feel like we all collectively feel at times, you know, especially when someone like denotes, denotes, is that the right word? Our trauma, what we've gone through, and we have to walk around there doing everything, still smiling, making sure everything, you know, looks presentable still, and we still have time to give our loved ones sex, a full meal on the table, have a business if we want to, or give up our business, you know? So you coming out of these childhood traumas, you know, facing that narcissistic parent or I don't, was it, did you, was it a parent or an older? Yeah. Parents. Parents. Um, so wow, what a light you are and like what you've transitioned into and God bless, you know, that you have come out on the other side with this full force of witnessing and to be able to advocate your voice through words, you know, in a book. Like, what a beautiful way. So I just want to, like, applaud you all around. I know that's not easy. I know that's not easy. I can relate to you on many of those topics that you discussed. And I know it's not easy. And I know a lot of people feel shame around even admitting something like that happened or that they are you know, have a narcissistic parent and that, oh my gosh, I do have self-worth and I'm allowed to feel that self-worth. So I applaud you. I really do. And I thank you for being an advocate in that realm. Um, The feminine archetype is something, you know, like, wow, well, let's jump back first because alcoholism, alcoholism, it is so appropriately accepted, right? I'm sober Mm -hmm. myself. Um, not to talk too much about myself, but briefly, I'm sober because, A, I'm an athlete and it, my body is so sensitive that I crumble. I'm like a thoroughbred. But the other thing is I noticed at a very, very young age, I'm like, st- I'm a starseed that, uh, you know. Me too. Yes. Yes. Collective. Um, that a family member, um multiple family members really medicated with alcoholism, right? A lot, a lot. Depression, anxiety runs in my family. I noticed at a very young age that 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 felt awkward, that felt weird, you know, unsafe. And the other thing with that being said, I tried it when I was younger and I noticed that tequila tasted like limeade. At, yes, at a very young age. And I was like, I don't really feel any difference. Champagne tastes like light kombucha, you know? And so that's why I don't drink because I'm like, this could go very badly. I am not a moderation girl. So I think people realize that they're like, oh yeah, drinking is so socially acceptable. But what they don't realize is that you change. You change when you have alcohol, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's very like surface level. But it's so widely acceptable. 
And when you, that's your coping mechanism, like how did other, how did you crawl out from that? How did you discover? Cause you know, obviously your life was kind of like turning apart in different ways and you were coping, but how, mm-hmm. who came to you and said, Courtney, you got to stop. Or was it yourself? It wasn't anyone in human form. Um, I actually, my bottom was that I decided one morning that I was repeating family history and I had to stop, not necessarily with alcoholism, but with how I was treating my kids. I was screaming, I was yelling, I couldn't control my temper. I I was just reacting, like everything was just a reaction in life. And it got to this point that I woke up and I had been, I was hungover and my kids were sleeping and I was looking at them and I was like, I can't fucking do this anymore. And my husband was at work, he's a firefighter. So when he works, he works, you know, days. And I was like, you know, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take myself out and so that I don't hurt my children and that they can live a happy, successful life. And so I called a mom um, that was friends with my son and I had just said, you know, is there any way you can watch my kids for a little bit? I'm just going to go for a drive. And I went and checked into a Holiday Inn and had planned to kill myself. Oh my and it, it got really bad. And I wouldn't die. I tried very hard. And I, my husband kept calling the police and so they kept coming to do welfare checks and it was just this horrible time. And they had asked, like, I looked so bad. They asked what substances I was on and if I was taking anything else besides alcohol, because I was just tore up and I finally dropped to my knees and I wouldn't die. And I screamed and I was like, why am I here? Like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I don't want to be here anymore. And my grandmother, who was my rock in life, um, she died when I was 12 when she died, my world crumbled. I had a perfect life until I was 12. Um, my mom wasn't involved, but my grandma was, and she was that she was that mother archetype for me. And when she left, um, I didn't have my person anymore. And so she came and she told me, you're not done. And she's like, um, you're not done at all. You have children. Like, it's time to pull it together. Now, I'm stubborn, so I went back, and I drank for another four or five days, you know, really, like, had to seal it in. And uh, then on the 4th of July, I woke up and I didn't have my kids and I was empty and broken. And I realized I'm fucking done. I am done. I'm going to, I'm going to do the yucky work that I have been running from for 30 some odd years. And I am going to full on become the best version of myself and then teach every other fucking person that I come in contact with who's hurting how to be free. And so my goal was in service on what is that recipe to be free because talk therapy didn't work for me it was like this one size fits all for everyone and I was like this doesn't work we're missing something as a collective and like if I can leave this world doing one thing and it's to help all these women and all these men to be able to live life and wake up and not want to fall back asleep then I at least made a small small mark on this world you made a huge mark you made a huge mark (laughs) and I hope you realize that because I like right now, like, you know, we just talked about our energetic gifts briefly. People that understand, understand. People that don't, don't. But I feel you 100%. I'm tingly all over. Your grandmother is with us. Mm-hmm. She's with you. Um, I want to jump into, you know, you felt those intense, almost like scars vibrating through you and kind of like bouncing out like Fantasia in front of your face, right? That's such a good way to put it. Right? Um, Your kids were taken away from you. But I want to, you know, that's 
that's such a vital picture when you told me you went to the Holiday Inn, you know, and tried to kill yourself. Like, why didn't you want to be here anymore? Like, what was, what was the feeling like and what were the words that were coming to your head? I hope you don't mind that I break this kind of back into you, but, um, but can you share with that? And if not, if it's too personal, then please let me know. No, I'm, I'm an open book with this. So, um, my husband had actually taken my kids to Reno where he's from to be with his family during this time. So, um, they were with him and it was, I was just carrying so much shame. I'm, I come from a very long line of cheaters. It's why my mom and dad broke up. Um, the man who my mom cheated with this man who also molested me. Um, and then she continued that pattern. My sister continued that pattern. But when I did it, it was wrong. Like my family, my mom and sister actually who told my husband about the affair. Um, so, so I would get divorced and I was just like, oh my gosh, I have no one. Like I can't talk to anyone, anyone I try and like share with what's going on. Or I would like kind of open up with, I would get this huge backlash of like betrayal. And I was like, I can't trust anyone. I had this huge sisterhood wound, this huge motherhood wound. I literally had alienated myself and burnt every bridge possible with friendships because I didn't want to get hurt. And so I repeatedly would wake up and I would have these voices, if you will, tell me that, you know, you're not good enough. You're a horrible fucking mom. I can't believe you're doing this. You never said you would do this. Cause you have to remember, I went from being like this Pinterest mom. I was a soccer coach. I was like the bee's knees from the outside looking in and I was dying inside. And when it all crumbled, like I went from being perfect right? Because we have that exterior that we have to carry for a while to just it going away and everyone knew. So I couldn't even go to the grocery store in my town because I was like, oh my God, they're all talking about me. They're all, and it was like the walls. The best way to describe it is I felt like the walls were just closing in tighter and tighter and tighter and I had nowhere to go. And I was just so sick of hurting people. I kept getting told that I was hurting everyone in my life and kept getting told what a shitty human being I was. And I was like, I don't want to be shitty. I don't want to hurt people. And I was like, if I just leave, then I'm not going to hurt anyone anymore. Mm-hmm. And that was really big for me because I, I never wanted to cause harm, even at my very worst. It wasn't about causing harm. It was about trying to fill this void that I didn't know how to fill. Yeah. Yeah. But now you do. Now you do, Mm -hmm. and now you voice that. And I, I hate to do such an abrupt transition, but I'm very, very. No, let's transition. Yeah, let's transition. (laughs) Let's. I've got my two. I got two stones for you right here that I'm holding. I have a rose quartz in the shape of a heart for you, and I have some selenite right here. No, actually, it's a crystal quartz right here for you. Not a selenite, crystal quartz. So let's like, whoo, feminine energy. Now we're moving into the feminine energy. I really want to tap into this beautiful butterfly that you have become and that you've come out of your cocoon and you've talked about feminine archetypes. And we talked about the whack-a-mole, but let's talk about you kind of embracing that and sharing that story. Tell us about the feminine archetypes and why we many feminines, many females feel like they have to be weak, but we can be strong. We can be graceful at the same mm. time. As you see, I have a sweatshirt on that says masculine feminine <laughs> because we are all masculine. We are all the feminine. We are all the yin. We are all the yang, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. So tell me more about the feminine archetypes for all of us. So... I think where we've gotten misconstrued on this is we do have Shiva and Shakti. We do have the law of polarity. And I cover all this really deeply in the book of the spiritual laws and our chakras and our energy systems and how everything flows together, right? It gets really pretty witchy towards the end there. 
Mm -hmm. Um, but the thing with feminine archetypes when we're using them for healing, it's really important because we hear the buzzwords all the time, but I'm not sure that people really understand what the buzzwords mean. So we hear the divine feminine, but then you just see people and they're manifesting and receiving. Well, a huge part of manifesting that we majorly miss the mark on is there is this thing called action that we have to do with manifesting. And that is actually masculine energy, right? Mm -hmm. And feminine energy is very flowing. It's very thinking outside the box. It's very creative. It doesn't mean when people say flowing that we are just sitting and relaxing and on our backs doing nothing and submissive to the masculine. And that, that doesn't mean that at all. It means that you are strong in who you are. And within the sacred feminine archetypes, there are so many that you can embody at different points of your life. So a lot of people think that we just have the maiden, the mother, and the chrome. Those are the main three that you hear talked about with the moon, all that. Um, now, those are great basics to start studying and learning about. So the maiden, when we bring it back to Greek, Persephone and Pluto, um, took her to the underworld and she came back as the queen archetype, right? So she was this maiden frolicking in the dandelions and he took her underneath and it was like this horrible thing, but she became queen of the underworld and she didn't want to come back to being the maiden because she had leveled up, right? So it's this really beautiful law that it's not good or bad. It just is. Um, we move on to the mother. The mother doesn't necessarily have to be the mother archetype and have actual children right it can be that you are creating a business and that's your baby it can be that you're creating art and that's your baby but it's this tapping into this creative sacral energy within the mother archetype and that nurturing and loving and pouring your heart out into things and then we have the crone which is really the wise woman um using grandma right <laughs> but this woman who has been here many lifetimes who has experienced life who has lived the lessons who knows um that innate inner wisdom to share with people now in the midst of that with healing we have like the huntress and the creatrix and all of these different styles of archetypes that we can dive into embodying with these practices that i share in the book and i really walk through step by step so like creatrix for example if you're feeling like you have stagnant energy in your life so this is kind of a pattern i've heard a lot with the collective lately so we'll just go on this a lot of people are feeling really tired, really heavy energy. We're in eclipse season, like so much shit is being pulled up for people right now. And so when we tap in and we, we can embody any archetype at any time, that's what's beautiful. It's not like you have to be, I'm in my mother archetype for the next 10 years. That's <laughs> not how it works, right? So today I'm feeling stagnant and I'm feeling heavy and I'm tired. And so I can tap into my creatrix and activate that sacral energy. I can do it through sex magic. I can do it through art. I can do it through anything that I feel called to. I maybe can move my body and move my hips and have movement, right? Like there are so many different ways that we can turn it on and flip that switch on, right? And actually practice your embodiment versus just talking about it and being like, I'm in divine feminine and I'm submissive and I'm in flow. Like that's, that's, that's great. That serves a purpose, but that's not what it is. So I think it's important. We come back to like the sacredness of it, of what it truly means to be in your divine feminine. And it's about balance, right? Like mm. that yin to that yang and finding what that looks like for success and for your healing, because within healing, there's fucking work. I really mm. hope I can cast, I cast like a sailor. Yes, I'm so sorry. Okay. We're just being honest so, here. <laughs> <laughs> so look, back in full circle. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's really important when we're healing to 
honor and accept that like it's not easy work it's not the sexy part of spirituality it's not fluffy like it's hard and it's messy and it's confusing and it's yucky and so much stuff comes up but it's doable and that we have to go through that messy in order to get to that freedom and get out of that cocoon right and so I think that through the archetypes it's a really amazing way to wake up and and check in with ourselves and notice okay what, what do I need today? What do I need right now? Because how often do we really ask ourselves what we need? Like, how are we? Because we usually get up and it's like go time, right? Like we're doing the things. We're not carving out that sacred time in the mornings. And so when we're healing or we're walking through yucky stuff, and I hate the word that you're ever healed. That's why I use free because I don't think we're ever healed till we're dead because we're constantly getting new lessons and new things to learn how to navigate and walk through, right? And as we do that, we get to try on these new pieces of archetypes and these new clothings and see like, does this fit today? Does this fit today? And that's what's so powerful about being able to actually walk through and do the practice versus just talking about it. Okay, so all of this is beautiful, but I do want to kind of ask you, I'm very curious about um, how you would, you know, we live in a very labeled world, right? Mm -hmm. And especially with the younger generation, there are a lot of labels coming out. A lot of confusion, right? You may yes. Where do we, like, how do we as old, kind of old paradigm, we were raised in old paradigm, um, mm -hmm. you know, and how do we kind of like nurture, like accept the labeling happening, but then also help them position those feelings at that time, right? If you know what I'm talking about, non-binary, um, that's just an example. But, you know, the female, right? We get so many hats that we get to wear, but we have to be an advocate appropriately for that because we get labeled in different ways, such as the B-I-T-C-H, or, oh my God, are you PMSing? Or like, she's butch? Or, you know, all the things. Or she is weak, you know? And it's like nothing's perfect in the male eyes. Mm. You know, the whatever. So I'm going on a, a tangent, right? But... I'm catching what you're throwing. Yeah. Okay. So uh, how do we support our younger generation to be strong but graceful at the same time and to really, truly honesty their, or honestly accept their worth, you know? Because there's so much societal pressure and messaging coming to them that it's very confusing. And it doesn't allow them with, you know, social media, it doesn't allow them to truly as a lot of us have known, you know, growing up without technology, to close our eyes, tap in, you know, those old time resources that are free, mm -hmm. you know, not looking for external validation when they're like, oh, I don't care, but really they still are looking for external validation. How do we help them become strong advocates for their feminine archetype that is there, even though they don't necessarily know if it is? Right. I think us as the generation that we are in, tapping into that inner huntress, right? Because the huntress really was a mentor. She would go 
be with younger women and teach them, you know, like how to be. And I think it's just like this beautiful and it's not like she's hunting, you know, it was just that she was an overall badass, like she did it all. And I think it's really cool to tap into that really nurturing side of loving side of not being judgmental, because I do see a lot of that with that of like almost talking down to versus empowering. And there's a very different point of when you're teaching someone or when you're trying to mentor someone with the younger generation, even if it's your own kids, whoever it is, there's a difference between speaking down to someone and empowering them to lift up and experience their own journey and walk with them and guide them. Mm. And I think that's where we, we kind of get a little, "Mm," because our generation was you speak when you're spoken to, I say, jump, you say, how high, you know, sit down and shut up, hug them, hug them, say, thank you. Yes. And we're switching that to like, you don't want to hug them. They creep you out. Cool. Don't hug them. Like, and really allowing them that empowerment to have a voice, but also be teachable. And I think that is a very tight line. And when we embody that hunter's archetype as women, I think we can teach women to be strong, but to also understand that softness. And I think that's where people are struggling right now is it's, I am woman, hear me roar. And that's beautiful. But there's also this like beautiful softness, sexiness, lusciousness, and juiciness of the feminine that we have. And we should honor the shit out of that. Like we have that. Let's we have the, it, We right? have that's, the power. We and hold sexual it. sexual energy, you know, we hold so much shame around, sh- shame around sex. Gosh, say that five times fast. <laughs> we hold so much shame around sex in general, especially if we've had childhood trauma with um, sexual things, that we don't realize how strong that sexual energy is that we carry in our sacral. Like, there's so much magic there that's not sexual, right? It's creative, it's nurturing, it's loving, it's, you know... We literally have a portal between our legs. Like we might as well utilize this to the full advantage, right? And energy exchange is very well, is very real. So teaching the younger generation that like, you know, your body is your temple. Like, mm. and I think holistically we are in such a different space educational wise than we were back then. Yeah. That being able to share that with the younger generations on like, if I, I sometimes will sit and watch like, you know, scrolling TikTok or scrolling the gram and I look at these kids who are in their early twenties and I'm just like, wow, like, it's amazing how much mind, body, spirit connection is a cool thing now. And I just think that's amazing, Yeah, you know, that we've leaped to that. And with all the confusion, with everything going on, the world's been a shit show for the past three years. Like, it's beautiful to watch these people blossoming out of this with um, realness and positivity and asking questions. And I think that's the biggest thing is to be curious instead of judgmental. Yeah. Curious. Curiosity did not kill the cat. No. <laughs> but curiosity sparks so much um, room for like conversation. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, this younger generation, all they want to do is be heard. They want to, to truly be able to process what they're feeling because they're growing. Their minds, their brains are being formed, right? And the last thing that I would ever want to do is to shut one of them out and make them feel like "Mm, I have ADHD or I have depression and anxiety because I don't know how to channel my thoughts very well or my feelings and put them all together and use them appropriately and safely. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's, I mean, that's so beautiful. Um, wow. Um, so I want to jump into 
because our time is cutting out very quickly. And I will definitely have to have you back on. Please, please, please. Come oh my back gosh, on. we'll totally do a part two. I know Seriously. it's kind of hard to squeeze it all in. I know, but I just want to keep everyone's attention because there's been a lot of deep talk here and a lot of energy moving around. But I do want to briefly um, have you share some of your books and some of your resources out there so people can listen to you more. I want to get all your books. <laughs> like That's like my winter, like climb under my covers with my robe, you know, so let's do this. So share some of your books. Where can we find you? Toot yourself out there. Yeah, so everything is really just under The Sweetest Little Life. My website, thesweetestlittlelife.com. My Instagram, thesweetestlittlelife.com. TikTok, thesweetestlittlelife. Keep it super simple simple across the board. And then my book is called Within, and it is wherever books are sold. And it is really a work-along journal, a very long one. So it's kind of one of those that you can pick up, and if it gets triggering, you can put it down and pick it up in six months and start again. And it's really for healing in your living room and guiding you and walking you through so you feel supported in every way. And I'm always available by DMs if you are walking through the book and need a little guidance or help. I always respond personally, so. Yes, I love it. The sweetest little life. So everyone go follow Courtney. She's beautiful light. I mean, your story, just like, this is why I love organic conversation. You know, I just, I feel your energy. And I just say, Thank continue you. doing it. Do not hide. Do not hide. So, thank you so much. So thank you for coming on the show, y'all. This is, I know, this is definitely an episode you want to send to family members, friends, even someone you don't know. Um, send it to that, you know, anonymous email. I love doing that. Um, but anyways, and also we would love your organic um, growth in our, you know, podcast as well. I almost mixed up a bunch of words there. But you know what I'm talking about. Head on over to Apple iTunes. Um, we're also on Spotify, also where all the major platforms are showcasing podcasts. Please give us a five-star rating and review. We would love to know your feedback, what you are thinking about the show. What do you want to hear more of, too? So, without further ado, it's been an honor. It's been an absolute pleasure. Kiss, kiss, hug, hug. Peace, love. Ciao.